Bonjour. Hello, everybody. Hello, everyone. <laughs> Sorry that we're doing it on Saturday this week. Um, Jake is traveling tomorrow. I am indeed. He's going to be leaving me I'm behind for a week. Off to uh, Amsterdam for ADE. Yeah. Uh, with work. ADE is an Amsterdam dance event, which yeah. is kind of like a big, uh, I think it's a festival. But I think it's also kind of like a, a trade show, which is why I'm obviously there for work. Um, but it should be fun. I should meet some interesting people. I love Amsterdam. So um, are you going to get be... to go to any of the parties? Yeah, that's the most important. I should question. be able to. I should be, <laughs> I should be able to go to a few parties. It should be pretty cool. I'm jealous. I have to stay here and like write and be a fucking writer, bitch, slave, Angie oh. GPT, fucking bullshit. Well, yeah, you've got um, you've got a book to churn out haven't you yeah so well you're you like to... in amsterdam smoking weed drinking chocomel well there's gonna be less <laughs> of that there's gonna be less <laughs> weed smoking and chocomel drinking than i've ever done in amsterdam and on, an, on a trip ever normally that's all i'm doing yeah pretty much but um and hunting for pineapple express as well yeah there's gonna be no hunt well i don't know we'll see i'm gonna have evenings to myself i'm imagining after <laughs> dinner so where i could go to a party or i could hunt for pineapple express that's what pisses me off every time we go to amsterdam together is that you always interrupt the trip like i'll be stoned in a cafe just like enjoying myself and then jake's like oh my god i found another cafe that's like 10 miles away that has pineapple express let's walk all the way there it's not 10 miles away it's always like a 15 minute walk because <laughs> well, regardless Amsterdam it's like i'm so chill. well fucking planned yeah it's city, pretty well it's so pretty well planned it's always like a 15 minute yeah walk. you never have to walk anywhere more than 15 minutes which is nice and uh you know it gives purpose to your like stoned adventure going through <laughs> all these coffee shops otherwise it's all just a bit random and meaningless do you know what I mean? Not to me. It's just like nice to just no, kind of we, walk we, around and let we, chance and no, fate take you to all we, these different places. We kind of did that the first time. Amsterdam is the kind of city where you can do that because it's so well planned, you, you know? You can, but not, not, I would say, with coffee shops. I would say that, like, if you end up, like, uh, you know looking and just walking around the streets you'll get suckered into like all the tourist trap kind of coffee shops yeah true, true, true whereas if you kind of end up looking for something very specific you will end up encountering all sorts of random stuff that you just like wouldn't expect or just like little holes in the wall and like stuff true, like that true and um it's kind of like rando nautica <laughs> like your own, it's your own rando nautica like it's not letting some system give you fucking coordinates you're letting exactly. go, you're doing that with google maps and everything but you you're then like doing the research to try and find like a coffee shop that has pineapple express and then obviously planning the journey to get to that coffee shop it just gives you gives the whole day a bit of purpose other than just smoking weed my favorite one <laughs> in amsterdam is uh abraxas of course of course because you're a hippie, hippie a, bear, a cult so. bitch yeah abraxas is fun and great it's it's like it's uncomfortable though that's the thing it has this like very solar punk mosaic vibe mm -hmm. to it or whatever mm -hmm. But it has like very uncomfortable, like Protestant furniture. It's not like the kind of place where you can like lounge. But the thing about it is the kind of places where you can lounge are like 
horrible lad places where like young British lads go on in, their they, like the places fucking... where you can chill fall into two categories. Okay, <laughs> places where you can properly chill and they, they don't have a vibe. Actually, no, that's not, not true. There's three categories. There's three categories. So you've got kind of. I would class like very like maybe they don't even exist still. Maybe this place still uh, doesn't actually exist, and if it doesn't anymore, I am going to be really upset and really sad. So if anyone in the chat is like aware of the last status of um, what I would deem old Amsterdam style kind of like coffee shops, which is things like the Grasshopper, mm-hmm. which is very very chill. You could like chill there for fucking ages. It's yeah, great. yeah, it's, it's yeah, fucking awesome. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I took you to you the did, Grasshopper you did, when you we did. went there. Um, then you've got basically kind of like your tourist trap. I'm not even, they are, and they are literally traps because they're like opium dens where (laughs) they sell you this amazing weed and then you sit on the sofa and then you kind of see that film with Will Ferrell in it that you never really saw that came out like a few years ago. And so then you're kind of half stoned and you're kind of half paying attention and laughing along. And then before you realize it, you're you're already spent an hour there and you're hungry. And then you realize that everyone's being served these amazing, huge crazy looking fucking milkshakes and it's just like the ideal thing of what you want when you're stoned so then you order one of those milkshakes and you end up watching the rest of the movie and then and do you know what i mean so it, it literally traps you in there like an den. maybe it's just me maybe it's just a jake trap maybe no it is it is it's, it's like jake daycare but, basically it's like a daycare center where so i definitely I lost just, like, an afternoon in like one of those really kind of cheesy looking places with neon lights everywhere and shit and there's like a film on and stuff and you're just like fucking absolutely baked out of your mind like, i've definitely lost a whole afternoon in one of those but there's quite a few of them so I would classify as that as like a whole category I asked uh, you to take me to the red light district when we went last time and it was the most like (laughs) it was like on Sunday afternoon and we were on our way yeah 11 we were on our way to the airport to go back to London and there was this like 40 year old like South Asian woman (laughs) in a fucking in a window just like gyrating and it yeah. was the most abject display. <laughs> and, I, and I was like, is this what everyone's been making a fuss no, about? Like, babe. what's going on? Like, or is Sunday afternoon when they trot yes, out the... Sunday, Sunday morning, babe, is like hangover, <laughs> hangover prosies. Do you okay, know what I mean? all right, all right. So it's like not, it's not kind of women. It's not the high caliber. The high caliber at all. Not at all. Definitely not. I was and disappointed and is all we were, I have I to say. I think we were out on I Friday was. night and I was literally like, before we go home, we should go and walk through the red light district because you're not No, because we had been in coffee shops all day and I was stoned <laughs> and I was horny <laughs> and I wanted to drag you back to the boat that we were staying at so that we could fuck. <laughs> I wasn't interested in looking at hookers. But then on Sunday when I was like, okay, okay, I'm in the mood now. Let's go. Let's go have a look at the seedy, seedy underground of Amsterdam. I mean, it was seedy, but like in a sad a sad yeah, it's way. very sad on a Sunday morning, right? <laughs> but you're like, uh, in, during, on like, a, on Saturday, dude, whatever, on it's a like Friday popping. or a Saturday night, it is popping. It's and popping. there are just people flooding the street. It's like, it's like Soho, if if all the prostitution that actually does happen in Soho was, it was like, more visible. Yeah, and visible. And it wasn't just, like, massage. Yeah, definitely. It wasn't just Mas- massage and, massage. like, members clubs and, like, all of these yeah. other kind of, like, yeah. things behind closed doors. It was just, like, yeah, you know. You've taken me to about four fucking members clubs now yeah and every time i go there it's always the same fucking thing you liked the last one though with my portuguese friend yeah i did i did i did like i like the food 
and, and 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 him as well. You had I like great the food. I liked him. He's great. He's a he's very fascinating guy. But then I go to the bathroom, and obviously I'm listening to the other women talking there, and the majority of them are there to hunt for like rich penises to hop on or whatever. Oh really? Yeah. Oh. And obviously they're all like really really young and stuff, and that kind of energy is what you get in those sorts of like spaces, which is why it's like oh, I didn't. It's know. a DiCaprio vibe. Yeah, it's a DiCaprio vibe you know? for sure. <laughs> I feel like DiCaprio that will just end up doing that. Like if he doesn't like break the cycle soon, he'll just like flit around the world Soho houses and just like um, pick, pick up twenty year old, pick up a new meat like when he gets bored. Do you know what I mean? But that's the thing I hate about it is like why would you want to go to this bougie exclusive place <laughs> that's away from the rest of the city where it's like a daycare for for you um I w- always go there for the food <laughs> if I'm completely honest because the food at those places is always pretty outstanding but it just shows you the death of like nightlife and sort of communal subcultures and stuff because you see all sorts of people in these sorts of Soho houses from the artistic, punky well, sorts of types. So. Let's be honest. Well, there are quite a few th- there who are there to network and, and like suck rich dick. And then you have like obviously really rich old men. You have your. I remember once we who went was, to. Who were um, like kind of looking. I remember once we went to one and there was a comedy night on. Yeah. And we were, we were sat there. And then I think the comedian asked like. A couple of people like what they did or whatever and then all the three people that he asked all did adver- PR. advertising or pr or something like that and he's like who else works in advertising pr and literally every single fucking person there like raised their hand apart from and like, they were all you, talking basically. about yeah they, and we were like what are we and then doing? he picked me out and was like you mr wizard looking man you didn't you're not in, in advertising and pr obviously <laughs> like what do you do and i was like oh don't do this man it was great it was wonderful <laughs> I love it when Jake gets called out. It's great. It's great. No, um, no, that, that, yeah, that was weird. Um, and yeah, it, it was, I don't know. I just feel out of place in those sorts of, cause it's like, why would you want to buy your friends? And they were all talking about that weird dating app as well. A liar, yeah, a liar, or whatever that, like, it's called. Rhea, no, Rhea. It's Rhea. like that one for like fucking actors and celebrities and like public people yeah. and stuff. And I didn't realize all you had to do was just, earn like loads of money basically to be honest i thought it was actually that you the whole point of that i thought was that you're a public person so you like don't want to date someone in the public you want to date someone that's going to understand that experience of being like whatever kind of league of celebrity that you are yeah and so there's at least kind of a oh you were on big brother so you can be on Rhea or something. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Not just like Big Brother oh, is like the bare minimum. You were, that you're yeah, allowed I, to. I would fucking say so. Like, oh, you were on Big Brother. You like, no, I think it's the, more gatekept know. by income. If you can afford to yeah, pay but, to be on it, then you're obviously of a certain you know class income where you have like the disposable income. But then to it's pay just. For but, then it's, but I didn't realize it's just a raw class. Mm-hmm, app. Mm-hmm. You know, I, that's what I'm saying. I thought it was more of like a. I mean, I guess celebrities are their own kind of class, but. I thought it was not around directly. But that's the thing is you see celebrities in these Soho house fucking places. And it's like, how fucking sad are you? Like, that's fucking sad. Like, how unimaginative are you that you couldn't think of a better place to spend your fucking Saturday night? Like, it's just sad that it's all clustering into this, like, weird thing. It's just like, oh, I don't know. It's weird. 
It's fucking weird. It is weird. It's a weird development in society, kind of the further segregation of everybody, I guess. Yeah, big time. Where sort of, I don't know, would everybody be hanging out in the pub? I don't feel like they would be. I feel like the kind of rich people would have their own, like, weird little fucking buggery <laughs> evenings or something. That they, that they buggery evenings. <laughs> whilst all the normal people did all the normal, the normal beer things. drinking and, you know. Well, debauchery. no, I, but even then I feel, because it's, we the only reason we get to go there is because of your job and the people that you know because of your job or whatever and we get to have our little class tourist <laughs> experience or whatever yeah that's what it feels but like, like <laughs> on a work trip these hotels we're like i'm not a 50 year old person like i couldn't afford to stay at a place like this and you could only afford to stay at a place like this unless you were a celebrity or worked at that kind of level of things or were a career person and yeah, you're like 50-something and you're a fucking director or whatever. Or you're shit. somebody's girlfriend and you get to tag along. So it's just like, you know what? The, <laughs> the breakfast here, I'm going to savour this. This melon. This, <laughs> this is probably those fucking prize melons from Japan or whatever the fuck. And they're just like serving them for buffet breakfast at this hotel. So I'm, I'm going to savour this shit. It's amazing. It's fucking awful. I'll be at work like, I'll be at work like, oh my God, sweating, trying to like fucking input an article or something and then jake will send me a picture of like a fat steak or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and i'll be like fuck you like oh, no the best one was when I, uh, I, had to, I had to i had to go to paris for the day to go and oh do, how awful to go, to go and give some how training terrible how awful to go and give some training uh to a colleague and then uh you obviously we went for lunch and obviously i got and creme brulee is my favorite obviously i got creme brulee creme brulee is literally a, my favorite thing in the whole world and, and you fucking picture. sent me a picture of how it. you doing babe picture of creme brulee i'm eating right now <laughs> in paris as well it was just like fucking yeah fun. i need a vacation <laughs> i have a lot of responsibilities right now which is why i'm like Bleh. but like next year i need to like we'll get a big, we need big to do a big vacation i need it we'll get a big vacation like post covid especially because it feels like it, it things just kind of clicked into overdrive immediately as soon yeah. as like the world just like kind of went and everyone was back to work and we were all trying to get back on board with our goals and our ambitions and re recalibrating our place in the world and shit it it's like gone by so quickly and then again uh, in this week alone 10 years worth of events feel as if they've transpired <laughs> and everything feels like it's moving so fucking quickly and uh spinning completely out of control uh i guess we're, we're gonna get to some of the darker developments well, yeah. speaking of changing times uh we've de we've developed a system of of uh kind of like jake the, has got an eschatological model that he wants to pitch basically <laughs> kind of like kind of like the the, min the minutes to midnight idea with uh, the doomsday clock yeah but this is kind of for something different i guess yeah. not just like doomsday or like kind of the nuclear apocalypse but just like very specifically um the further drive towards the dystopian cyberpunk yeah. future that we clearly all seem to think is inevitable <laughs> and all continuously just like drive towards it. Mm -hmm. And uh, there was a, a, a Swedish fella who I watched a video of who um, I really enjoyed, who was talking about this uh, exact thing of like the drive to continually build this world that nobody actually wants mm. and like all of the kind of things and practices that happen in it. I'm going to do more listening and reading about this fella before I kind of actually go oh this is something i'm i'm really interested in but, mm. and talk about it publicly but 
Um, like, <laughs> Jake it, has fallen it, down it did, a rabbit it hole. Did, it, did, <laughs> it did catch my ear, but it also was in like one of these big kind of glowy looking WEF like presentations. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So you're also like with like okay, uh, infographics. No, not infographics, but just like you know, <laughs> big stage, LED lights everywhere, like tech looking, like you know, big like TED Talk looking thing. You're just sort of like. Okay, <laughs> that's not so a good. That's a red this, flag. Yeah, this already. is a red flag. But I do, <laughs> I do agree with the philosophical sentiment of what you're saying. But where, what's the? It sounds like Jake is being psyop. Where are the? Where's the twelve rules? Like, what's the? <laughs> what's the angle here? Do you know what I mean? Jake's like, like pitch uh, it to me. Pitch it to me. Well, pitch us but your. Yeah, but, but pitch us your eschatological feel, model that I, you're. Uh, I feel like there are four pillars, um, and we're going to call them. <laughs> we're going to call them the horsemen. The four horsemen. Biblical of, illusion um, cyber, of cyberpunk dystopia, and uh, they. Jake thinks that every we're, so we're basically going to talk about four events that have occurred this week that Jake thinks signals the four horsemen of the cyberpunk well, dystopia. It's events that have happened this week, but they're not obviously like the first time they've ever happened. They're mm-hmm. not like novel in that kind of way, but they are kind of I think signifiers for um, you know all of these all of these sorts of uh, different aspects of things so the first the first horseman of the apocalypse um uh you'll have to come up with a cool occult name for for him after we've discussed him but basically it is the uh, amalgamation the five mega corporations <laughs> the the fucking uh you know Waylon Yatani uh, Apple fucking Tyrell Corporation. Do you want to show everyone your Waylon Yatani oh, yeah, sweatshirt that, that you right made? Yeah. Jake has gotten into sewing patches oh, oh, wait. on his uh, weird jackets that he gets from work. Bosh, Waylon Yatani. <laughs> you look like such a tech employee right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can't help what you are, can you? But, <laughs> but well, speak yeah, and then that's kind of part of it, right? Is that like you know, yeah, you might work for some like you know plucky tech Demonic company, co- corporation. But th- we're we're entering the age where all of these things are going to start to uh, s- solidify. What's Become the correct the mecha word? Suit. What's the correct it's word? It's going to be the mecha suit. They're all basically. unifying essentially yeah. into various different the blobs. Things. And this week, um, the Microsoft. Activision Blizzard deal finally fully went through, despite even it kind of, I think, being um, rejected by the UK mm-hmm. for monopoly laws and mm-hmm, such. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. On other kind of grounds that actually, to me, didn't make any fucking sense at all, like on cloud gaming or something, not even just on the bare fucking basis that, like, dude, you're buying a lot of game studios and mm. you, you're going to own, like, a large, large portion of the AAA game studios mm-hmm. if you also own these guys as well. And um, I can just see this happening more and more. And this has happened with consumer electronics as well throughout kind of the last few years. Even Moog, right, has gone bankrupt this yeah, year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah, yeah. Th- these are all kind of... And that's Moog, dude. Moog. That's like that's legendary. Like or there's Gibson so much, yeah. fucked up and stopped making guitars. There's so much legendary that music that wouldn't... Exist ha- without yeah. Moog, like you know. But that also Fender and Gibson not selling guitars and also going bust. That has almost also happened like a several times in the last like twenty years or whatever. Really? Right? And so Moog is kind of now I I would say kind of one of the first big ones to really kind of like bite the bullet in that way. Um, and they've been acquired by like another kind of you know bigger. I think I I, I, I want to even say it's Music Tribe, which is actually kind of like the Behringer Group. 
Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I wanted like to fact check that whilst it's going. But, like, <laughs> oh, no, don't say fact check. But You're reminding um, me of work now. <laughs> oh, sorry. You're giving but, me like a PTSD but magazine. They, but PTSD. they they were acquired then by like a larger kind of group, you know. That, mm-hmm. like uh, like one of those kind of finance groups that then buys loads of different fucking companies and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And then on consumer electronics, like Harman and all of those kind of other massive companies that own all these different kind of brands are all kind of like coming together. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And there's all these kinds of deals like constantly happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so, major ones, not yeah. even just on that like sort of scale in terms of like this merger with Microsoft. Like that means massive things because gaming is such a huge arm of culture right now. Like... As much as I like to ignore it and pretend like it's for lames, yeah, it's, it's not that for lames. It's it's really like a where's the joint? A big um, have we lost the joint? Put it in there. Sorry, stoners, <laughs> losing the joint. Uh, was I saying? Yeah, even though I like to pretend gaming isn't very important, it is important, and it is a, a massively important pillar of. Um, it's a sixty-nine billion dollar mm-hmm. deal. Wow, it's huge. Yeah. It's and it huge. seems as if that Microsoft is swallowing a lot of yeah, like the gaming. They are. Well, I mean, and it kind of makes sense because PC gaming is so. Is it? Isn't it like the more popular mode? Well, of so the way that gaming. The, and this. Correct kind, me if I, I'm wrong. This, I guess Microsoft's model with gaming is almost, almost related to um, Horseman number um, three. Mm-hmm. But we'll come on to that in a second. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's just the general, the, what, the, what I'm generally trying to get at with this one, this horseman is the unifying of all of these huge companies. Mm-hmm. And that like, yeah, if, uh, if you're possibly even like myself that works for some other kind of like tech company of some kind that isn't one of the big guys, like when you see those graphs on, on, uh, you know, tech, com- tech, uh, you know, businesses and the size of their circles and how much of the marketplace they take up. If you're not one of those big fucking circles in the next like 10 years, get ready to become one of those big circles is kind of like my, my yeah, opinion. Yeah, that's true. Like, your company's going to get absorbed into the I wouldn't the be surprised, love. dude. I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be fucking surprised. Like all, sorts of, all sorts of fucking companies. It'll be like meta. All sorts of people yeah. will just start buying up things. And I think, if, especially if there's like this huge financial crash happens mm. that people are saying it does. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, These stocks, companies are going to sort of buy, uh, like say, buy out these companies yeah. to save them and sort Stock, of... Well, to save them, to fucking acquire them. Acquire them, that's yeah. what happens in any fucking financial crisis, isn't mm-hmm, it? Mm-hmm. All the very wealthiest people and the biggest fishes in the sea mm-hmm. eat up all of the little fishes that are yeah, struggling and they can't drink afford the to milkshake. fucking They drink the fucking milkshake, They drink man. it up. So, they fucking drink um, that milkshake. And, and so I think if there is another big financial crash from COVID and like all of the inflation, blah, 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 I'm not a fucking economist. Like if there's another um, financial crash, I could definitely see stuff like that happening mm-hmm. and becoming more prolific. And but like- who do you think's going to drink all the milkshake? Because I ask this, I ask this question like almost every episode. Who do you think's going to like drink all the fucking milkshake? Well, who do you think's going to come out on top? I, like- I, so I've Ooh. I've made a prediction before for my five companies mm-hmm. that I think it will whittle down to. Okay, go on, go on then. Um, Let us know what it is. That is Apple. Mm-hmm. Microsoft, mm-hmm. Meta, mm-hmm. Tencent, mm-hmm. Um, and maybe Sony. I want to put Sony on there just as like a bit of a Japanese fanboy, and like <laughs> I fucking love Sony as like. Why not um, Samsung? That, like, um, because I don't really like a lot of their products, if I'm honest. <laughs> but they're powerful. 
Maybe, in South yeah, Korea, they're, they're very powerful. Like the whole that whole tech feudalism shit that's happening in South Korea is a whole episode in itself. Oh, we need to go there. I can't believe we haven't gone there already. We need to go there. Is like that's a whole episode. That's in a itself. whole episode. Yeah. Um, the kind of dynastic families that essentially run and own South Korea. Oh um, yeah. Like oh, that's yeah. pretty. It's pretty intense. Pretty intense. Oh yeah. But yeah, I would put Sony on that list just because I'm a fucking Sony fanboy and I'm rooting for Japan to like. <laughs> To, to pull it through. Stop being such a and fucking weirdo. In, Bla- in Blade Runner, Sony is one of the one of the, <laughs> one of the... Um, signs that you see in Blade Runner. So like mm-hmm. they they pre- they predicted it in Blade Runner. I wanna I wanna keep the tradition going. You do. But there's probably a better fifth company. I'm just putting that as my honorary fifth one. I Your feel like it should business. be an Eastern company as well because I'm. Do Why not think... Huawei? Yeah, you've got a good bet there with Huawei. Huawei yeah, you've got Huawei. A good, you've got a good bet there with Huawei. But then I think the amount of stigma that they've got and the kind of you know no one's doing business with Huawei anymore because everyone knows they're spying and being cheeky. <laughs> so you know I speak a little Chinese. I know you yeah. went to China and did like a whole thing there, didn't yeah. you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do, I do. What's your John Wen? You can protect us when <laughs> the invasion happens. <laughs> oh my god! No, my Chinese isn't that good anymore. It's what left are your, my what brain. Would, what would your fight? And, and that's just. For I'm like, really sad that I've like lost a lot of it because I haven't practiced in years. And so those yeah. five companies. That's just in terms of like tech and stuff. I'm sure there would be like maybe even then a consolidation, maybe a, even a consolidation on like car manufacturers and stuff like that. Who knows what would happen with that? With all the pending changes with technology and stuff. Um, so that's kind of hard to say, actually. If like, if if all industries would have that same kind of consolidation, yeah. But I feel like food has already had that, yeah. But yeah. because it's not kind of quite as public, and everybody, everybody, it's one of those things. Everybody kind of knows about it, but mm-hmm. maybe doesn't know about it. Like, mm-hmm. there's been so many documentaries and you know things on Netflix and things on the BBC and all sorts of stuff about you know Monsanto and all of this kind of yeah. stuff, which ends up just being on Nestle and shit. Like all these companies that was just. Own vast, it's like vast a Russian doll, of like uh, you know, the grocery like, stores that yeah. you go into essentially. Yeah. So, you know, I think that it's like that, that's another one of them, but yeah, what would you say would be your five companies? Oh, I don't know, probably the exact same ones that you have, yeah, but Huawei instead of um, Samsung because you're a China stan instead of Japan. I'm not a China, I, well, I like in terms of like which one I'm a, a weeaboo for out yeah. of the China, Japan, and um and well i'm like i'm a little bit of a japanophile because i'm like a little bit obsessed with japan but like not in like a fangirl way but like in a more like morbid morbidly curious way in that sense but i feel like i have closer ties to china because i like you know learned the language in high school and went and like you know visited and you know like i have like closer ties like you know heart wise i guess and like in terms of having like really experience the culture and stuff so that's fair enough but everyone seems to be on japan's dick these days <laughs> because of Crunchyroll or whatever yeah everyone's a crunchy roll subscriber yeah everyone's so. a crunchy roll subscriber <laughs> well like but here the thing is um I, the, just a quick aside <clears throat> this is like a tiny aside apparently crunchy roll subscribers are getting 30 dollars um because like they're the crunchy roll is like selling their data and they're now being sued so everyone who's has a Crunchyroll subscription may possibly get like 
a little I mean, a little bit of money. I feel like your data is probably worth more than thirty dollars, but hey, lawyers be, <laughs> lawyers be expensive. And thirty dollars is better than nothing. Exactly. I guess. So you know, <laughs> take it while you can. And I feel guilty now because I like forbade forbade you from getting a Crunchyroll subscription. <laughs> well, I, I don't know. I ha- it I mean, was during lockdown, and you were I like, bet "They've got an app for the Switch." I bet, like, you could literally be watching anime on your Switch. That's like so. Oh God. Like, it was during lockdown and you were getting into all your weird, fucking, stupid weirboo behaviors again. <laughs> they were slowly creeping back in. Like, what? And you wanted to get, like, ramen boxes delivered or whatever. <laughs> it's like, no, that's not happening. <laughs> I think that's unfair. I think that's unfair. <laughs> you were, like, sat me down for, like, three hours. Um, in the chat, like, looking give, at us, ramen boxes. give us your five... Um, cyberpunk companies that you think it's going to whittle down to i'd be yeah. interested to kind of hear what your predictions crunchy roll <laughs> um, should be one of them let's just check the chat quickly before we move on to horseman number two okay um <clears throat> those red light things are basically fronts for human trafficking yeah i mean i'm sure to some degree <laughs> i mean it's quite obvious and and sad which is why i wasn't like impressed by what i saw oh there we go so you're lumping all of these other big companies in with other kids because it's kind of like you know the other one like so you've gone so it's my micro google apple raytheon monsanto well yeah raytheon blackrock disney Disney, yeah 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 yeah. and like that micro google apple that is terrifying (laughs) that's taking like what i'm suggesting to the fucking crazy level like i would actually be so terrified if that was the world we lived in but um but yeah like raytheon and blackrock and things like that and like those kind of finance companies i feel like they're probably kind of quite invested already within microsoft and google and those other yeah 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 yeah. so would you then deem yeah, would that's that, what I'm saying. It's like a Russian doll. Yeah, would you it's like deem, a friggin' Russian would doll? Would you deem it Microsoft like, or would you deem it the controlling share, which is actually BlackRock? Or yeah, whatever the fuck. Yeah, like, yeah. That's, that's an interesting kind of question, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, didn't Bandcamp get bought by some actors? Bandcamp got bought by Epic Games, my dude. Bandcamp is owned by Epic. Why? Um, that's so random. Yeah, everybody. That was everybody's response. <laughs> it was just like. Okay, and I think on the end, I mean, I'm an independent musician that uses Bandcamp as well. So, like, it was, uh, I think everybody kind of in the community was very much like, okay, what does this mean? Like, is anything going to change? And nothing changed. I think they've added actually more features and they've added more resources to developing Bandcamp than they would have had without the purchase and stuff. So there's been no signs of doing bad things yet with it so i'm i'm happy nothing noisy has you know, happened yet it's, it's fine yeah. as far as i'm concerned yeah it's still a very good platform and still doing doing very well yeah um happy saturn day all <laughs> happy saturn day I'm very envious of whoever's within the view of the solar eclipse. Yeah, I th- I heard it yeah. was in, in view in America. In America, and there, there is a there is a stream on YouTube from NASA, so you can watch it and see. It's feeling the incredibly <laughs> apocalyptic right now. Um, but yeah, and Friday the thirteenth passed. Like holy shit! And obviously, we're gonna get to the second not great events that have happened this week as well. Um, okay, which is the second horseman. So second horseman is. Um, Israel Palestine. Yeah. Like uh um, the great divide. You know, I um, feel I feel like um the kind of Russia, Ukraine, whatever, the the way that everybody kind of piled in with uh, with money and stuff. 
that was quite obviously some kind of uh, money laundering thing, which they do, you know, from time, like Afghanistan, all this stuff, where they send a load of weapons, send a load of old weapons, and now they have to replenish the stock, obviously. So they have to buy a whole load of new weapons, a whole load of new am- ammunition, because they just sent all of their stuff somewhere else. And so it's just another excuse for them to spend money on contracts with their buddies and then secure them favors or whatever the fuck speeches or whatever the fuck it might be, you know, down the line and shit. So that, that was kind of like a, that's, that still is like a classic open, open, open shut case in my mm-hmm, opinion from mm-hmm. the West's point of view of like that conflict, let alone all the other kind of sub uh, stuff with that, with the whole like NATO expanding and then Russia kind of responding and all of that stuff. That's like a whole different conversation. But in terms of like the political affect, um, that's, that's what it's going to be. Political affect for Israel Palestine is like tearing tearing people apart and yeah. like implementing laws which are incredibly worrying yeah. to sort of take away further um your like freedom of speech and everything else. Yeah, here in the UK, you know, um, as well, one of the worrying developments of this is that the fact that like pro Palestinian protests could potentially be banned and uh you know, and it's it's complicated, obviously, because like I'm not going to say that the response to in in that camp has necessarily been as sensitive as it should be, or you know, you know, there was some horrible shit, like people celebrating, you know, the deaths that occurred in Israel, which is obviously hideous and disgusting, um, and that kind of it it didn't surprise me at the same time because like Israel Palestine represents such an archetypal divide. So it didn't surprise me that when this happened, the sort of media peanut gallery that surrounded it was just people at each other's throats. Mm-hmm. You know, people even even the black community was like weirdly divided on this, which I found interesting because you have a lot of black Christians, obviously, a lot of black evangelicals who are historically pro-Israel uh, for religious and like sort of theological reasons many for, for many of them eschatological reasons as well and then you have like the sort of civil rights tradition which has historically been in support of palestine and has sort of traditionally um you know identified with the plight of palestine like i saw a speech from nelson mandela's son a, co- a couple of weeks ago where he was sort of talking about palestine and about how he sort of identifies with the struggle so this is something that's also been like very sort of a thing in the black community and now there's like beef people are fighting and people are like at each other's throats if you support israel you're this if you don't you're that blah blah blah. pick a side blah 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 it's just been literal insanity and chaos in terms of like the discourse or whatever and then on top of that um just horror the sheer horror of of what's been transpiring i mean doom scrolling is an understatement like mm-hmm. it's been like people have been arguing about whether or not decapitated babies happened like and the way that their blood has spilled and such it's just like is like evidence it, i'm like how, how have we Twitter gotten to is, this uh, point that, we've really it's a really yes i really am considering just deleting and deactivating my account how, at this point it's just like it's really a curse in the digital age humanity. as well everybody's like, cv is like a sort of like this very sort of drifty thing where sort of like this week i'm an expert in like 
Russian history. Yeah. And, like what counts as Ukraine and what counts as Russia. Yeah. And this yeah, week this I'm week an expert. And that's the thing is also, and also choose to pick a side as well and also really heavily vocalize as radically as possible what side you're on in these incredibly complex geopolitical issues that like the average person just really isn't that ad- educated about yeah. either, which is but, the really fucking annoying thing. But yeah, I put the I put Israel Palestine and I guess like a big war, some kind of big war in in as much as that it's like not just us sending all of our old toys to some other kind of like satellite place or something to piss off the Russians, basically, right? Like it's it's like potentially uh, someone with the with the highest level, one of the highest levels of like. Um, what do they call it like covert operations mm. capabilities mm-hmm, and like all sorts mm-hmm. of stuff so who knows what kind of technology and like all kind of crazy shit you're going to see and like AI technology thing and CPU technology all sorts of stuff is kind of uh, uh, some of it's headed out in Israel so like yeah uh, I mean it's one of the most high tech security states in the world as well which is why you know people are surprised that their security was even capable of being breached in, in such a way surprised well, I mean, I mean, <laughs> I mean, because I don't. Some wanna... people have noticed how high their security is. Well, that's the thing is, and how how uh, something like this would be very. Unlikely. That's the thing is that some people are saying, obviously, that oh, this could potentially be blah 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 blah. Like, who knows? Who who the fuck knows? Like, all another nine I... eleven in all the truest. Oh my god. Words. <laughs> oh my god, dude! Like. <laughs> <laughs> whichever way like i'm not going there i'm definitely not fucking going there especially because like emotions are so high right now around everything going on of course but like we live in a crazy world and i think just to like get wrapped up in your emotions be like, oh no we can't we couldn't possibly say that i think it's sort of like hey, this is the same bullshit they used in covid actually as well mm. where you'd be like this is a fucking op dude this is like crazy talk this is like nonsense this is clearly like uh some kind of thing that they're covering up like someone's mistake or something this wasn't just some like bat that fucked a fucking pigeon or whatever the fuck <laughs> yeah yeah was. yeah yeah you know and then when that when you would say things like that <laughs> yeah oh, people are dying yeah it's very yeah, insensitive yeah you can't <laughs> yeah, come up with yeah. conspiracy theories at this time yeah, yeah, you can yeah. only talk about the facts and you're like well, you know, do, do we know the facts? Yeah. Do you know the facts? Yeah. Do you know the facts? In, it's what, just what tragic. It's just tragic and horrible and like, disgusting. Where it's an active war zone, dude. Anything you read out of that is going to be incredibly biased information. Yeah. So, like, yeah. do you know the truth of it? Yeah. Like, yeah. you got to rank some stuff yeah. on, like, how much of this is bullshit. And then to bullshit. also be asked to choose, and then to also be asked to, like, p- publicly, like, you know, p- take this huge radical stance despite the fact that again we're in a massive inf- information vacuum in the west um like jake said we don't have all of the information the information that we do get about what's going on is incredibly biased and sort of curated and also lean towards like the state the state's interest um like isn't al jazeera banned now as well like a bunch of a bu- yeah. as soon as the war in ukraine kicked off a bunch of outlets got banned completely banned um cuz they're a little bit too probably unbiased in what they were well even if they're not regardless it's a perspective that they clearly don't want people to have like even if they are biased i want to be able to see all sources of information and be able to decipher things for myself but we don't even have that um and at the same time we're being shown these images of sheer horror um like the shit that i've seen like i've literally tried to stay off of social media as much as i can this week um 
but I, I, I don't, I've seen, I've seen, I don't like seeing dead bodies. Like I remember during 2020 when like the George Floyd stuff was going on and mm-hmm. people were sharing all of these gruesome. Yeah, it was horrible. I, I purposefully avoided and I did successfully avoid a lot of that stuff. Um, it's hard to though. It's hard to though. And I did, I was scrolling and I didn't expect to see, like, I don't know, a dead baby. Well, like, I don't, I, yeah. I'm not, I'm like, not cool and trendy, so I'm not on Twitter. So like, <laughs> but I know that on, on Facebook, yeah. like, things have gotten better since the George Floyd era of stuff. Where yeah. you just be scrolling yeah. and then you just see that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which yeah. is just like, whoa, dude. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? I yeah. was not really ready to just, like, take all that in yeah like right now yeah if i'm totally honest yeah versus now i think like anything that's kind of quite even like mildly kind of edgy it will be totally blurred out and you have but to then press it to see it and all of that kind of stuff so you have to put a lot of like no yes no, i agree that not I'm on twitter that not is, on like, twitter fucked up or whatever not on twitter and that's the thing is it's so hypocritical in my opinion because you they're so censorious when it comes to like everything else language this mm-hmm. this that people self-censor like if you're on tiktok people will say like grape instead of like rape or whatever because they don't want the algorithm to punish them or whatever the fuck and obviously it's like ridiculous they'll be saying this really serious story about (laughs) rape and then they'll say grape right in the middle of it and it's like what the fuck are you doing but yeah we self-censor we do all sorts of things we're like really heavily like influenced by that but yeah, like images of death, carnage, destruction, dead infants are fine to just like kind of scroll across like your feed. And then on top of that, there's a tremendous amount of like pressure to take a stance. And because of that, a lot of people are saying a lot of really stupid things. And the thing is, on, and because we're in such a divided culture and we love culture war and we love to condemn each other and we're fragmentation. Like I said, Israel-Palestine is like the archetypal divide. So it doesn't surprise me that people are fighting. People are now also condemning each other. So it's like this person has this stance. Therefore, this is evidence of their like innate, <clears throat> disgusting evil. And now I want nothing to do with them. And like, it's just more of a reason for us to like hate each other And I think what's really going on is that a lot of people are just like, you know, ignorant and fumbling over a very complicated clusterfuck of a geopolitical situation, you know? Yeah, and the, and the, everyone's and what I mean is like everyone's already I don't think kind of everyone's already kind of got an, an implied side by the sounds of things. Yeah, because of whatever proximity to whatever group of whatever people. Yeah, they might be around either yeah. digitally or physically. Yeah, yeah, which yeah, I guess yeah. in some respects, so I'm kind of glad I'm a bit of a fucking loner if I don't. Get yeah, kind same of like here. <laughs> to like having to believe believe whatever the fuck, whatever the fuck some um, team is pressuring you to fucking say or but what believe. I, what or whatever. I will say is that I feel like whatever side is presented whatever they don't present the whole truth like someone that is pro-israel will say oh well hamas are a terrorist organization and they don't want a two-state solution they want to eradicate israel and it's like yeah you can talk to some fucking israelis that think exactly the same thing and don't want fucking palestine there and want just israel Mm -hmm. so and what and even by the evidence of the expansion of the settlements all the stuff that is literally you doing that. Mm-hmm. So, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like you can't have a, just a conversation where no. you're like, well, you're both kind of vying for the same thing, that you don't want a two-state solution and mm-hmm. that neither of you want the other one there. Mm-hmm, Can mm-hmm. you just, like, fucking settle mm-hmm, on that? Like, mm-hmm. And then, 
yeah, maybe some horrible fucking war is going to have to fucking break out for the dust to settle in that shit. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, one of them's a lot wealthier than the other. Yeah. But hey, Vietnam, that didn't always fucking pan out for, it, you know, in that way. Yeah. Right? Doesn't I just don't want to see. Winner. I don't want to see. Don't even like put that kind of. I don't. I don't want to see any more death and destruction. But like, it's already happening. And I like, put, I put it's this, already like as we're speaking, shit is going down. And like, I put this war as the as the second horseman because of as well of the kind of religious symbology mm -hmm. of, big time. of what it means as big well time. and kind of big time. prophecies and like all of those kinds of things not just not just in terms of that but and also it, in and terms like entering a new age and in terms of like mm -hmm. an apocalypse and mm -hmm. that not mm -hmm. necessarily being like yeah kind of nukes and stuff but actually like a new age in a totally different world mm -hmm. like and a war in that specific part of the world i think that would that would be a, a decent symbol or yeah, uh, big you time. Know, a sign of that Big time, but not not only just with the sort of religious symbolism aspect of it, but also in terms of the fact that it's now brought to bear a whole lot of religious tensions, um, you know, around Europe even. Obviously, we have Jewish populations, Muslim populations. Now, the police here in the UK have, like, put, like, a bunch of protect more protection in Jewish neighborhoods. Like, things feel incredibly tense and incredibly, like, divided and, like... And like I said at the beginning, it doesn't surprise me because like Israel-Palestine is like the archetypal divide. Like even in, I think, Borat or Bruno, <laughs> one of Sasha Baron Cohen's, uh, yeah. he, he calls a member from each side and like does some silly skit with them. I don't remember which I one it was. I think that's in Bruno. Yeah, <laughs> I don't remember. I feel like we should find the clip so I that think, we can play. I think that's Bruno. <laughs> I feel like we should find the clip. But yeah, he... um. Sasha Baron Cohen did that, but the reason he did it, obviously, is because it's like an archetypal divide. And in the movie, I think Bruno is trying to be, like create this peace PR kind of yeah image around himself exactly. or whatever. <laughs> and like that's why he's like uh, sort of brought these two people to come together. And like, yeah, it is the archetypal divide, and I guess that's why he chose it for comedy. Hang on, we're pick, we're push, pulling up the clip now. Let me see if I can get this to work. Yeah, bear with me for bear a, with us a for second. two seconds. Hopefully, this uh, works. Technology, eh? What? Hang on, are we frozen? What a fucking oh, no, we're miracle! Good, we're good. All right, so amazing. Um, here we go. Why are you so anti-Hamas? I mean, isn't pita bread the real enemy? You're confused. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. Hummus Do you think there is a relation between Hamas and Hummus? So what's the thing? <laughs> a chef. He had created the, the food and then got lots of followers. Hummus has nothing to do with Hamas. It's a food, okay? We eat it, they eat it. It's vegetarian, it's healthy, Strong. it's beans. <laughs> <laughs> we both agree that hummus is very healthy. So we're making progress. Let's try and get a solution, right? <laughs> <laughs> he's like, he has to have a succession of people because he's like... I can't get, I can't like, I, I can't carry on this fucking conversation with this guy. I can't believe, like, the guy on the right is literally like, I can't even fathom. But I feel like, I feel like Bruno kind of, I feel like Bruno kind of represents the average like American 
pop culture social media brained consumer like on this issue and like a lot of the takes that have been coming out since this whole thing broke out and like i mean i i've got to be honest i that is i haven't heard anyone say like i don't get it doesn't everyone love hummus like i haven't i haven't heard you haven't anyone heard say that, that yet. Yet. you haven't heard any of that yet. i feel like someone needs to be paying <clears throat> tribute to bruno and uh and cracking that joke out on twitter a little bit <laughs> Will you, the Palestinians, agree to give the pyramids back to the Israelis? This is in Egypt, not in Palestine. I don't care where you put them. Give them. <laughs> 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 oh my God. Gaining something for your own people, whether you believe it or you were convinced to do that. If I did not get these queens to sign a peace soon, I would not become famous. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, this is like the average American journalist, like at the moment. Like it's just like, oh my Man. god. Well, uh, there's so much uh, British comedians uh, to be very like prophetic with a lot of their comedy. Yeah, you know I mean, it's like I'm kind of getting like the same way we saw those Life of Brian clips where they're doing the whole like leftists arguing about like trans rights and yeah, stuff. Yeah, like, yeah 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 it's just like dude this is actually prescient. wild like this so how, wild prescient. how prescient this is well like um, hang on we're not gonna yeah, get copyright strike for showing that clip no we? not at all that's I like just not. playing little bits and we're laughing and it's all reacting to it like, are you we're, we're, sure it's all fair use baby are you sure it's all fair use I'm, baby. Anx- I'm anxious our channel's still news and like nah, shiny so it's all fair like, use oh bro. we're all good so yeah that is the, the big war that's yeah, gonna bring some kind of well there's now another fucking hot war happening in the world so you've got russia ukraine and now you have israel palestine maybe there's a third one that might pop up yeah before the end of the year or who in knows the years. you know who knows um so then we're moving swiftly on to the third horse of the apocalypse which was a headline i read today um or yesterday the best buy is no longer selling blu-rays and dvds wow well, I remember the first might... time we got to talk about the first time I took you to Best Buy in oh, America. Okay. Yeah, this is our first trip to America together, and uh, this was at the time when my family was still living in Philadelphia, mm-hmm. and uh, it was right before Christmas. Mm-hmm. And I think we had forgotten to get presents for the little ones, mm-hmm. my my nephews, and um, we wanted to get them like Smash Bros or whatever. Mm-hmm. And this was the first time Amer- Jake had gone to an American tech shop and you were like a fucking child in a candy store. Like, you literally, <laughs> I lost you in there. It was so sweet. I personally hate going there, especially, I'm not, no offense with you because you start like really deeply spurging about like, I don't know, speakers and yeah, they've got so plugs. much stuff there. And like so all the there. these silly things that I don't know what they mean, and then computer stuff and blah blah blah. It's like they've got as you much, were like so got, excited. They've got as much stuff as a website. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like where I feel like in Britain you don't really have a lot of no. shops like that. Maybe we cur- had curries, curries and stuff like but that. But it's like depressing. Of... It doesn't have like that kind of like fun consumer American energy to and it. It's not as vast. Yeah, it's like a tiny like, like high street. Nowhere near is like crazy, right? No, so, absolutely like, not. And they wouldn't just have like whole things just full of like weird fucking gadgets and shit. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah, they, yeah. Didn't, they wouldn't have the retail space. Mm. This is fucking England. We're just fucking like that. We're tiny. But um. 
So yeah, Best Buy not selling Blu-rays and DVDs. I'm gonna. Yeah. This, this is an indication and, and a horseman of the apocalypse because this is um, another step in the WEF direction. Right? <laughs> this is another you will own nothing and be happy like kind of vibe. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So and you know they're bringing out the PlayStation Slim. This generation of consoles was the first generation to include discless versions yeah i just um, got my switch back mm -hmm. and i bought the cartridge, cartridge of animal crossing mm -hmm. as a rebellion <laughs> against this uh authoritarian system guys because well, I, I was tempted to buy it on the game store and just pay the extra what 15 quid no double price is it double price you'll pay full price for animal crossing on this on the electronic store so you'll spend 50 quid on it how much did I buy it for with the... 25 quid off eBay. Really? Yeah. This is why you have a boyfriend <laughs> who does these things for you. This is why. This is this is the... <laughs> but yeah, no. Um, no, but seriously, that's yeah. like, you know, but that's, that all comes around... It is kind of a horseman of the apocalypse that but why does that exist? selling DVDs. Why, why does that exist though, right? Because how much money does Nintendo make on you buying a version of Animal Crossing that someone else is finished playing with? That's true. Nothing. Nothing. Nintendo makes absolutely fuck all yeah. on you buying someone else's copy yeah, of yeah, Animal yeah. Crossing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True, true. They will make money every single time someone wants to buy Animal Crossing or play Animal Crossing because they have to buy it on the actual Nintendo, Nintendo shop. shop. Yep. And that way they are secured every fucking sale. Sent. And not only just the, the, every sale, but like they control that whole ecosystem. So it's not even mm. like Steam or like um, something else, you know, for a different, like, yeah, like PC or something where Steam may take 30% of whatever fucking sale. Mm. So even PlayStation that are now publishing their games on PC, they'll sell their game on Steam. Mm -hmm. Steam still takes 30 fucking percent of Sony's check. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, Sony and people are not happy about that. Yeah. But yeah, it's yeah, the yeah. price to pay to be on Steam. Yeah. Because Steam yeah, yeah. is the monopolous platform yeah. to buy and you know have your games library yeah yeah on PC. yeah, yeah. That's yeah. How it's true, true 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 so that's just the cost of business we've and been bad though we haven't really collected as many dvds as we should have and now dvd apocalypse has happened so i put this down to it's because we're us. not old enough if no. we were if we were in our if we were in our mid-30s because i feel like older millennials had more of a grace period to collect things. And I think because we're about to cross the, the threshold into our 30s, we I feel like people of our age don't have as much physical media as like maybe people in their mid to late 30s. But I feel like we've tried. We've tried a lot with books, with records. Mm -hmm. We could have been a bit better with get collecting DVDs though. Quite which I feel we've got we've got some we have some but we don't have as robust a collection as I feel like we have of other things. So I'll tell you why that is. We've only got a Blu-ray player now on my PC. Yeah, that's true. We live in a studio flat. Yeah, our flat right? is like a tiny so London flat we that don't we have pay a, way too much for. We don't have a TV room. Right? No, no. And I feel like a lot of people, especially in our generation, are in much smaller apartments mm -hmm, than mm -hmm. people 
generation before us. Yep, 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 yep. Not yep. even a generation before us, literally like 10 years before us. Yeah, yeah. 10 years before us, they weren't cutting up all everyone's fucking living rooms oh, yeah. into two separate fucking bedrooms. <laughs> and then charging two grand a month for, for each, it. Just half of <laughs> for it. Half of Do you know what I mean? <laughs> so, like, that, it's, it's a different game. Welcome it's a different to London, fucking, mate. It's, a game. it's just the game's completely fucking changed. So, like, it's not the same. And that's kind of why I think people maybe had more of a. And not only that, but streaming infrastructure. Um, was not robust enough. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I, I think like I was watching, uh, I was watching a streamer the other day talk about this a little bit in regards to like music. Essentially, like why does anybody subscribe to Spotify? Mm. Because it's easier than downloading and buying your music and organizing your own music library. Yeah. True. And that is even the same for piracy. Right. True. It's more convenient way more convenient but it's a generational for thing you to too. not pirate something and then go through the hassle and all the other stuff because all that hassle is still the same hassle than if you bought the fucking music but it's a generational but, you just not bought it. but it's a generational thing too i feel like it's because we're on the younger end of the millennial spectrum kind of blending into the zoomers and like for instance we don't have a big collection of cds but then when I like go to my older millennial friends' houses and my Gen X friends' houses, they will have a CD collection. I of used some to. Sort. I used to have a great CD collection. That has, I don't. <laughs> I did too know, when I was a I, kid, I, but that I lost that as soon as I got an no, iPod when I, I was like well, sixteen. Actually, yeah, maybe. But the it was iPod, a very the iPod, kind of ruined that for me. And then from then on, it was digital, digital. So we were, yeah. we kind of were on that wave of having a digital library um, of stuff. Sorry, the only reason I always make you do the camera, by the way. Yeah. Not because I'm being a princess. A little bit. No, it's because I'm like, I don't want to show everyone my my boobs, which is why. You don't want to <laughs> increase our subscriber count. Like, <laughs> what are you talking about? I don't want to lean over the camera and like, you know, fucking show everyone. I'm being modest. <laughs> <laughs> um, but-, but yeah, no. Yeah, like that. we were of that generation where people started to kind of get digital libraries more. And yeah. Yeah. The vast majority of the media that I consumed as like a teen and kid and blah, blah, blah was stuff on my iPod, on my fucking computer, you know. Well, not only that, but I feel like there... there so are, I don't have the, a big the, DVD collection. The subscription model is going beyond just media and games and like, you know, trivial things. Mm-hmm. Subscription-based uh, model is now coming into everything everything yeah. it's almost that you would need to actually run your life oh, for yeah. example oh yeah so you need a new macbook you need a macbook because it has the specs and the creative access to software that you need to do whatever the fuck your right? job in certain, in so, yeah in certain fields and certain jobs and whatever the fuck you need a macbook that macbook costs a fuckload of money mm-hmm. you can't probably afford that so you then end up getting it on finance. So you're mm-hmm. locked into a subscription essentially for mm-hmm. three years or whatever to pay for that MacBook. Mm-hmm. Your phone is the same fucking model. Cars are now becoming the same model where you become a BMW subscriber and depending on your tier of subscription will unlock different um, features within your car. Wow. So you, you you own the exact same car as yeah, someone yeah. else that has a premium subscription. But then you won't have your, heated butt seats No, or your car seats have the heated the butt seats in it. In it they but have you can't them have it in there. Because you're too poor. But your subscription does not unlock the feature 
to heat your butt seats. <laughs> what am I talking about butt seats? There's only seats for your butt. That's a silly thing to say. But do you know what I mean? Though? Yeah, that's yeah. like fucking insane. Mm-hmm. And that's for a car, mm-hmm. dude. Like even like the fact that nobody's been able to buy a house anymore. This Subscribe is now makes this yeah. This now makes accommodation by BlackRock. Yeah, well, this makes accommodation subscription based. Fucking, yeah, yeah. This makes accommodation subscription based. Yeah. In a, in but a in all honesty, way, wouldn't right? you rather subscribe to the fucking JG Ballard pod tower <laughs> than like pay fucking nearly three grand for a studio flat in London? Like it's just kind of like because they, they, they it's starting. There are these weird like like I said JG Ballard fucking style. Because when we were looking for a place, we were getting advertised a lot of these. And it's like, oh, buildings for creative professionals where all your needs are met. And there's the yoga studio and a gym and a fucking blah, 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 blah. Oh, yeah, like and all you those... never have to leave. Yeah, purpose-built uh, high-rise places. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I could see that being like sort of the model of the future in but a lot of ways in like major even, cities. Even down to like, uh, I was I was watching a thing today. This is the last bit I'll make about this. Um, this horseman. Subscribe to life horseman. Um, but that's what maybe what he'll this third one will be called we have to come up with names for all the horsemen you've got to be thinking of the names for the other first two i am um is that basically companies like uh, like apple or like manufacturers of goods essentially know that um the economy hasn't been working essentially in the way that it kind of should be in like all understandings of it right Mm-hmm. And that actually the re- the returns that people get on the improvements of technology in the last 10 years, arguably, do not give back significant returns. Mm-hmm. 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 So for, if you got an iPhone 9 and you went for an iPhone 10, that iPhone 10 costs a $1,000. $1,000. What do you get for $1,000? A couple extra megapixels on your camera mm-hmm. and, and a fucking new feature or something? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like... The the changes are so incremental that it's not worth it. And people understand that because consumers aren't fucking thick. So most people don't buy the new fucking iPhone unless you're literally brainwashed and you're fucking gone. Well, like, a lot of people lost are. In, then, and then like, you're, you're, lost, you're lost in the source and there's nothing. I'm not speaking, I'm not speaking to you. I'm speaking to everyone else. <laughs> a lot right? of people like camp outside but, of Best Buy. Yeah, and, like, so those the people Apple are lost. Store. Those people are gone. You can't help those fucking people. Okay? <laughs> when talking, I lived in America, I remember the ritual of driving past but, Best Buy and seeing the people camping outside. You know, like it's, fucking... It's insane. That kind of brainworm is insane in people. It's real though. It is very real. But it's real they know that you're not going to buy a phone for a longer period of time now. Mm-hmm. So it will maybe be five years or seven mm-hmm. years. And same thing with graphics cards, the same thing with things that would be a kind of big purchase or something. They know that actually the the return on that is going to be less than you are actually going to really benefit from. And so the cost of it skyrockets so that you do only like maximize essentially a margin on someone's purchase every seven years or every six years, mm-hmm. rather than something that could be, every year or every two years or something do you know what i mean mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so they're like fucking the prices on these things yeah, yeah. to make specific types of margins yeah to, just for fucking, fucking numbers, numbers dude like it's all yeah. bullshit do you know yeah, what i mean yeah, like yeah. it's all fucking yeah. bullshit yeah, and there's yeah. just so many fucking things yeah that you find out just become utter numbers game bullshit yeah when actually it could be totally fucking different like there's no need 
for your phone to cost a thousand dollars. Yeah, no, no need at all. It doesn't cost a thousand dollars. It doesn't. Cost like, it doesn't. At all. No. It probably costs a couple hundred dollars to make. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you sold it for four hundred dollars, yeah, you'd be making a hundred percent profit. Like that is already like, <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And so like, if you I mean, wanted like, to if, get really in my little weird hippie fucking utopia fucking shit. Yeah. Like those are the sorts of things that I would implement. Yeah, yeah. Like you can't make more than a hundred percent profit on something. Yeah, yeah. You've yeah. already made a hundred percent profit. Like yeah. what more? There's no more than a hundred percent. Like yeah. that is actually the limit. And like, why would you need to? Yeah. Because actually, the effect that all that has. Is just bullshit. Yeah. And just, and just bad for yeah, everybody. Yeah, yeah, And it stalls the economy and it does all this fucking shit. So, mm-hmm. like, why would you do that? Why yeah. would you do any of it? Yeah. Just to be greedy because it, feed, it feeds your own stockholders. It feeds your own bullshit. This one is Moloch. Own, yeah, there you go. Moloch or whatever. You want to call it Moloch. This horseman is Moloch. <laughs> so, like, that, that, that's uh, that's what it all comes down yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, And, like, yeah. it's all feeding into that. So, they, they that know. That Moloch system. They know the game they're playing. They yeah. want to weff it to, for you to subscribe to everything. Yeah. And so, any way that you can not do that and retain ownership of whatever the fuck you're doing in your life, like, you should you should follow, I want follow it to go. I want it, since we're on that 90s hype again, that y, that or that Y2K hype again. It'd be cool if like those like if like more diversity in cellular phones came back and people kind of designed their oh, own there was a, kind of features. There was a great and it was, like, video essay I watched about this recently. Cool. Everybody gave up basically. Yeah. Like when the when I miss I miss that era of phones. When this format it came through, literally everybody yeah. was just like, okay, that's it then. Yeah. Like that's how we do it. And now you've got a little bit of that. You got Samsung making flip touch phones and stuff like that, and like, but it's still kind of gimmicky. They did try to bring back the razor as well. Yeah, they did. The did Mo- you buy the one? Motorola razor. Oh well, no, here we go. One, did no. you no? Did you buy one? No. Do you know why? Because it was a thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah. I'm not even fucking yeah, with yeah, you. Yeah. The Motorola razor. They tried to make a comeback and they've sold it for a fucking thousand dollars. I was the kind of asshole that's nostalgic enough to potentially even literally switch from a smartphone to one of those fucking things. If it was reasonable, if it was like, yeah, go on then, a couple hundred bucks, whatever. That's kind of like you. I'll go for that. A thousand fucking quid on a switch on a flip phone, dude. Yeah, that's, that's not even the one. From, that's not even the one from the Matrix. Like, I'm sorry. You're like, like maybe that's on. the one from the Matrix. Maybe we would consider, but no. There was there was like um, I think there was a Nokia that was in Matrix Revelations or like one of the second ones mm. that my brother got. Oh and, really? And it was fucking sick. Does he it still have cool. it? I'm sure it'd be he worth a lot do. right now. He might do. You know, it was it was the coolest phone we that I ever him. saw until smartphones came out. That is for <laughs> sure. But that was that's Nokia as well, dude. Dude, I had a, I had a Prada phone. I had a fucking Pra-da. Prada. Of course you did. Yeah, bleh. you're a girly. <laughs> you're a fucking Prada phone. No, well, it Prada was my a makeup company. Or well, like no, there was a whole era, dude. There was a whole era where these designer houses were making phones. They made some devil deal with some fucking Chinese manufacturer <laughs> and churned out loads of shit phones. Pr- it was a really work. shit phone, which was the thing. It yeah. was terrible. The interface was absolutely awful. They sold you a Timu phone with fucking Prada, <laughs> Prada on, on it. But no, the thing is, because Nigerians are very sort of gaudy people and enjoy uh, flashy shit. Ah, Gucci. Gucci <laughs> <laughs> my mum bought like a bunch of these fucking Prada phones. And like she just like gave me one, and she was like, I was like taking it to like look at my Prada phone, look at my Prada phone, and it was like my Jeez. favorite thing for a while. But 
it was shit. It didn't work. It was awful. But there was a lot of love and care that went into the design. It had like a fucking little sleeve. Like that shit looked fly as fuck. Like it really <laughs> did. And I kind of, I do miss that era a little bit. Um, of non-functional cool Yeah, non-functional cool looking phones. Like fuck yeah. And I like that, you know, I, I kind of, I, I the people are like, oh, I have like a dummy phone that I use to stay away from social media and shit like that, blah, blah, blah. I don't know if I have the, enough self-discipline to... Oh, if I didn't work, a, if I didn't work for... If you weren't a corpo... Worked, yeah, if I, if, if I didn't work for a tech company, dude, like I, you, I would not yeah. be using a smartphone anymore. If you weren't a Nook Corp employee... Literally. ...that needed to have a mandatory Nook Corp phone... I would uh, I would not have one. No. I would... I would not i would communicate via smoke signal <laughs> or like only only via discord like absolute greaseball like only di- only communicate only via discord, communicate discord when i'm at my computer that's like neat behavior dude that's like really so I just like enter the world with red no flag. phone especially with those glasses red flag <laughs> red flag lies Groom, groomer energy lies. okay well the last horseman of the apocalypse because i do want to wrap this up because i, I want to watch the boxing tonight i got some bets on um yeah you is... always bet anytime there's a, a sporting event on yeah logan paul's it's fighting. your least gentlemanly habit logan, you have. logan paul's fighting so i want to put a bet on oh my god make some money. did you put a bet for or against logan paul well <laughs> The bets weren't good for him to lose. <laughs> All right. So you were like so. a turncoat. You were so a turncoat and put money on I've, Logan Paul to win. Gross. I, have, I can't put, believe you're admitting that. I put money on Logan Paul to win by knockout that. or technical knockout. Wow. And then I put money oh on Tommy goodness. Fury to beat KSI. Dude, that's bad um, karma. And if both that's of those if karma. both of those happen as well, then I've got another bet for both of those to go on. And if all three tick off. Then I'm fucking. I've I've won a nice little chunk of change. No, that's fucking bad karma, dude. Like, why did you didn't even tell me you put this fucking bet? Like, he's such a Sagittarius. Like, it's just like. What do you mean? <sighs> Astrology girlies will understand what I mean, especially if they've had a Sagittarius boyfriend before. We can't on a cheeky bet. Look, Logan Paul's been scamming motherfuckers for fucking 10 years. <laughs> so okay. you want to make money off of him? Yeah. If I can make some money off of him, then why the fuck not? You've got like Uncut Gems personality though, which is the thing. And you've got the glasses on and like, he's ready. Exactly. He's got snacks in the fridge. Like yeah. he's like going to be here. Like, come on, come yeah. on. Like, yeah. yeah. It's like, I'm, I, oh my God, that's really annoying. It's going to be great. I hope I hope I'm gonna win money tonight. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun. If oh you if you God. wanna hang out in the Discord afterwards and um and maybe join me for the boxing, you are more than welcome to do so. Because I'm gonna be finding um either a radio type uh thing or a, or uh yeah, some kind of reaction to, to give to that. It'd be good fun. Oh gosh. Anyway, well, let's yeah, go on fourth to this horseman, fourth, fourth horseman, horseman of of the dystopic uh cyberpunk future that we're all heading towards is the death of Hollywood. And this week, or this week, or recently, I don't know. Days just sort of blur between each other, and I don't. Know I don't know what the like, fuck's going on anymore. You know, I'm just yeah. sort of on autopilot so, yeah, these days. Exactly. Like, so like, fucking so I, I read it at some point, and we recent, also smoke in, a lot of weed, so things just kind of yeah, just blur together. Yeah, but I just, <laughs> but I read, I read it. I do remember that I read it recently. That um, Hollywood and the studios essentially stepped away from the conversation. Mm. That SAG-AFTRA people have obviously been negotiating with them now for 
what feels like at least a couple of months, mm-hmm. um, if not even longer. Mm-hmm. Um, and now it's gotten to the point, even through all of that time of discussions, that the studios have literally just gone, nah. Yeah. See ya. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk again at some point. And this is actually kind of exactly what I think a load of people were writing about and had predicted. Yeah. Was that they were going to starve out the writers and yeah, starve, starve out, out people, the actors and stuff. Um, and th- then they would have to be forced to take whatever fucking deal that they put down mm-hmm. because they have had, had no fucking work and, you know, whatever. They don't want to live on the streets of LA anymore. Mm-hmm. So, um, <laughs> they don't want to go to Skid Row. And I think this is kind of like indicative of actually kind of the larger corporate approach to human work and its value uh and if they can save money by getting rid of your job for some kind of ai they most likely will even if it was something as kind of like i don't know we always had this idea of the future where uh you know robots would be doing all of the menial labor Mm -hmm. and it would allow us to live in these kind of luxurious leisure filled kind of like life Mm-hmm. styles and thinking logan's and, run outfits yeah and now and, like what, what, it's the complete opposite way around isn't it yeah it's Where like hell <laughs> we haven't actually figured out the robotics bit so all of the heavy labor and stuff is still largely dependent on like manpower humans kind of you know <laughs> at least managing or controlling larger machines or whatever the fuck it's so not for like, now you know, unless boston dynamics has something to but say about actually, it all of the kind of more creative like ephemeral kind of things that you wouldn't necessarily maybe want a robot to do are actually they turn out to be really fucking effective at getting rid of everybody's jobs in those areas so writers journalists fucking even uh, music is fucking on the on the cards man like you know i mm. mean it's been on a rocky foundation for the last fucking 20 years oh yeah so like it's good uh, fuck knows what's going to happen when, when stuff really starts popping off it's uh, absolutely crazy um and then movies like yeah you know, movies it, it, this is and and yeah, I can even see within certain amounts of like video games and stuff, there's going to be all sorts of ways that they're going to reduce the amount of um, production costs mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. these things. And whilst I was watching a stream the other day about someone talking about corporate culture, essentially mm-hmm. inherently bloating the cost mm-hmm. of things, people's salaries need justifying all sorts of crazy shit when actually a team could be really slimmed down and whatever the fuck. Mm-hmm. I kind of appreciate that to some degree. But at the end of the day, if like if it's um, some sort of uh, corporation where they've got shareholders and there's a way that they can look more cost efficient, they're going to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it really doesn't matter. Like if you're someone that wrote a hit show, you're someone that contributed culturally significantly, whatever. Like if there's a way that someone else can undercut you and make money off of it mm-hmm. um, without kind of stringent laws or whatever the fuck being in place like that is uh gonna seriously affect things that george R. R. martin lawsuit is going to be one to really follow oh yeah and uh, oh pay yeah attention. the one we talked about a yeah. couple of weeks ago and pay attention to the outcome mm. because um it's not just george it's a bunch of other authors as well it's a bunch of other authors obviously george is the big boy yeah so like jk rowling's on that list too george is the new big boy though, you're so he? sexist <laughs> how sexist of you 
George is the new big boy, though. Isn't he? <laughs> like Harry Potter is very popular and very big. Well, yeah, it's, it's on par with it's in terms of popularity. I'm not saying in terms of quality or whatever, but in terms of popularity, I would say it's up there with Game of Thrones. It's up there with like Lord of the Rings. It's up, there, it's up there with Game of Thrones, but yeah. it wasn't like I don't. Don't feel be like, a, don't be a misogynist. Game of Thrones is the best. Though, let's be honest. It's, <laughs> yeah, of course. So now it's Georgie's lawsuit. Okay, <laughs> he's a big fish now. All right, all right, all right. Both, both literally and like metaphorically, <laughs> swinging okay. your dick around. So George, <laughs> male so dominance. The, the the George R. R. Martin lawsuit, like we're gonna definitely you're gonna want to pay attention to mm-hmm. the result of that because I feel like that's gonna really heavily dictate uh the capabilities of a lot of these AI machines because it's gonna affect the information that they can be trained on. Yeah. And mm-hmm. um how Yeah. How because if they can't if they if they're blocked off from a lot of access to a lot of stuff, they're not gonna be very good. Yeah, but then um, there, there is also then a kind of idea of maybe it's even too late, or maybe because they've already they've already been trained on all of those things. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so, so sorry, it's mate. kind of already gone like past the point where that even matters. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Unless yeah. you're able to kind of delete versions but of the thing builds is, and stuff. People, all the I way think Georgie to... might be because the thing is, people don't know. A lot of people don't know this, but George is actually a science fiction writer. Like simply because a song of ice and fire is his most popular book series and the the thing that got sort of developed into game of thrones yeah people aren't aware of the fact that he's actually a very prolific science fiction writer um and like you know probably has thought a lot about artificial intelligence um as most good science fiction writers probably do um and I really wonder, I mean, I bet he probably has a hostile stance towards it, mm-hmm. considering his, uh, maybe he's a Butlerian jihadist like me. <laughs> well, he wrote a lot of um, sci-fi books with like a hive mind kind of yeah. uh, theme. theme. And that theme it. is even present in The Song of Ice and Fire with like the Weirwood network and stuff, but in a more fantasy oriented way. But in his sci-fi work, like the hive mind is sort of a theme that's that's correct but i haven't really read a lot of his sci-fi work so i can't really like give any definitely detail so yeah the the encroachment and well i guess it's not the encroachment of ai it's kind of more of the lack of uh care ethics lack of care for human beings yeah um ethics the consequences i think it gives you a glimpse of what this cyberpunk Mm -hmm. future is going to look like just like running forward with technology without the regard for like human lives, yeah. essentially. Yeah, just and this con- continuous process of, of expansion. Um, and like, yeah, the, that video that you sent me from the Australian guy. The meta crisis. The, this yeah, that was like what Daniel Schmackenberger or something like that, I think his name is. He's like some um, Scandinavian fellow with a very big beard who yeah talks about this thing called the meta crisis which is like this the culmination of every the culmination of these four horsemen essentially yeah of like of like all of these Whoa. terrible things and and like what is actually propelling Co- corporate corporate like you know to, accelerationism um, what is propelling the four horsemen forward why are we like constantly riding them forward into this destiny of the dystopic cyberpunk future um, and also the self-fulfilling what, prophecy of the apocalypse Everything feels so apocalyptic right now, and every single sect has their own apocalyptic kind of idea, including the secular world with, like, you know, nuclear Armageddon and uh, climate catastrophe. Yeah. 
um do you put ufos into the secular one as well yeah definitely because that has its own apotheosis narrative attached to it too i'm on that one i'm rooting for that one <laughs> if i'm honest out of all the apocalypses that we could have i feel like the ufo one's the coolest one well i think the ufo again i'm on the jungian i think it's the self archetype it's the totality because i think that the major theme in all of this that we've discussed is fragmentation and division right and what is the disc it's totality it's the image of the whole and that's what's missing is our ability to view totality mm -hmm. even the scary thing about ai is the fact that it follows these sort of narrow folk narrow processes it has an inability to perceive the totality mm -hmm. that's what's so dangerous about it um it's also dangerous about us as human beings our perception is so limited we're so we have to work really hard to even get a glimpse of the totality we have to like take psychedelics like meditate and like you know fucking pray and have divine experiences and i think that that's kind of what dedicate a whole work day to yeah <laughs> making those things happen just to as get well. a little glimpse of like the pic the big picture you know we're, we also are very narrowly focused and that's what frightens me the most about ai is the fact that it's even more narrowly focused than us it's even more cut off from the image of the totality than we are um and that's what why the uf that's what the ufo thing represents to me is like the the totality coming to confront us in this like very turbulent period of of history basically and force us to realize how little we do know it's like an image of the bigger picture basically which yeah. is kind of what jung how jung describes it um uh so let's just do the chat quickly before we sign off yes sid what the fuck no more blu-rays i love physical media i know bro i know Someone saying piracy is the future of media preservation. Well, funny you say that because there was another funny story I read recently about piracy and reserve preserving stuff, which was that um, some classic Rockstar games like Manhunt and I think there was some <clears throat> Midnight Club, I think it was, mm. uh, had actually used piracy cracks mm. in their installers that come from the Rockstar store. Wow. <laughs> so they were themselves using cracks, cracks. on games okay. of their own games that they were selling on their on Steam and their own oh store. My so like, you know, even the even the companies know that piracy is the only way to actually preserve <laughs> a lot of these things, mm -hmm. which is just fucking nuts. Um my PS4 is my Blu-ray player. Yeah, I mean that has been obviously a trend kind of since even PS2 era of things of like your console doubling as your then media device but then as sort of consoles feel like they're kind of waning in the kind of uh grand scheme of things and even i think xbox's kind of uh model of the game pass um where you're not attached even to a console you can access it on your pc you can access it on your fucking phone like that blows my fucking mind that's in that's insane uh, and the streaming and cloud gaming and all that kind of aspect of things. So that their model is not on on shifting console boxes anymore. Their their model is very much on getting you subscribed to Game Pass and paying them money every fucking month, just like every other corporation um, at the moment. What is this XL bully thing in the UK, dude? We've oh god, we have that. We oh the XL bully thing. Oh, for fuck's sake. It's just a load of bullshit, It's just dude. bollocks. Like every every it's just fucking, like fucking ten years, we change bullshit. what fucking dog uh, that dog we're angry is at. Like a bad dog. This is, these are the problems we dog. have in this country. We get mad at dogs, and there's always a new dog that we're mad at. But, like, there had been a couple of, like, quite severe maulings 
yeah that had happened and i guess i guess to an extent it is kind of like a social issue in the sense that it is kind of antisocial to have that kind of dog in like a family area and i don't know it's like it's i don't know we just like to bicker i think and we're like really bored and we like drama that's what that's what i think it is <laughs> the new consumer deal breaker can this product be shut off remotely <laughs> <laughs> well yeah you never know dude like uh that's kind of also jake's r- r- glasses remind me of a brazilian podcaster okay he you kind of look like you could live in south america like hey, you, you'd be like one of those greasy cheeky gringos with an and ex- you're tuning in <laughs> to mystic and the machine <laughs> amazing <laughs> but you do you kind of look like a greasy like gringo with like an exotic uh wife or whatever like i'm your <laughs> mail order um <laughs> mail order exotic wife <laughs> Did you ever watch that movie titled The Congress about the studios buying out celebrity for AI-generated media production starring Robin Wright? No, Ooh, I didn't. No, that I haven't. Sounds that sounds like, fascinating. Uh, you just added something to my to our watch list. Our watch list What's it called? Watch. Put the it con- in the, the comments. Congress. The Congress. Yeah, the Congress. we need to we need to watch this. Someone else in our, our Discord cheeky plug if you want to join it you can do so by joining our patreon it's a great space yeah someone in our patreon um uh have recommended it but i haven't got round to watching it yet um oh, oh just, shit you just smashed the stream with your with sorry your guys i've lost the chat sorry guys um <laughs> daniel schmattenberger that's his name sounds like terence mckenna when he speaks he does a little bit he sounds like a scandy terence mckenna that's not high <laughs> Like, <laughs> and has maybe never been high like i don't know when you hear terence mckenna speak even when he's like not stoned he still sounds so I love, fucking spaced out i love the scandies and like a lot of my favorite youtubers are scandies as well which is really weird and also denmark is giving out uh visas to foreign workers at the moment is? <laughs> denmark are they mm-hmm banging i I fucking love denmark it's absolutely beautiful it's a wonderful country um seeing the trees but not the forest exactly j george exactly my dude yeah Um, seeing the trees but not the fucking forest man the world needs a new midnight club game 100 percent fucking agree dude as well i absolutely loved midnight club that was like a blockbuster memory for me definitely midnight club 2 i feel like it was uh many weekends many weekends but yes i also just want to say before we round out a lot of horrible shit's happening in the world. Everyone's fighting and everything. Please don't dehumanize each other. If you can at least do that. Like, I know everyone has where they stand. I have where they st- I stand on this stuff. Like, we're all entitled to our convictions at the end of the day. But try not to dehumanize people. Because that's the one thing that's bummed me out this week. More than the... Well, well, at the same level as, like, all the... Obviously, the horrible images and stuff is, like, the amount that people are dehumanizing each other right now. Um, love yourself. Love your family. Yeah. And um, try and have a good time, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See you guys later. Peace. Peace.